Amen. Hallelujah. You may be seated. Good morning. I, I can't. Thank y'all for being here today. It just blesses me. I knew we would have a crowd, and uh, just because I know you and I know your heart, and uh, but it just blessed me as I was pulling up. I saw all the cars, and I saw people in here hungry and ready to go on a Saturday morning, and uh, what a blessing. I mean, just what a blessing for a pastor to have people who are fanatical for Jesus, <laughs> you know, that are hungry for Jesus. What a blessing. And uh, what a blessing for us when we are that way, because those that are hunger that are hungry and we hunger and thirst after righteousness, we shall be filled. So you are a filled people. God is filling you. He's in the process of filling you right now. He's in the process of overflowing your life right now. Amen? Glory to God. So, you know, a couple of weeks ago, we were, we were talking about the two parts of life, and we're not done with that, but a couple of weeks ago, uh, we, we talked about New Year's fruit and increase, and how to have New Year's fruit and increase. Now, I would, I would suggest that what we're talking about could be applied and should be applied at every, every point, right? Every day of the year, not just at New Year's. But there's something when you've had uh, a good run that you come to the end of a year and you're like, okay, now what's going to change? A year really does make a marker in our minds and a year really shows us that, okay, one period of time's come to an end and sometimes subconsciously, We'll just stop. We'll stop what we have been doing. And so last year, it was uh, the Lord spoke it to us, and we saw it manifest. And, it, and I'm telling you, you just saw the beginning of it's our year of increase. It's our year of increase. But the issue was, as we were coming to the end of the year, the Holy Ghost just kept uh, shouting it in my spirit. You're not finished increasing. You're not done increasing just because the calendar turns. You're not done. You're not done. Right? You're not done. And I, I mean, it was booming in my spirit. And you know, other people are having, you know, different words for 2022. But the word I kept getting was, it's not over. And, and then I, I had not thought about this. I had not uh, heard this in prayer. But the very first week of 2022, we were on the broadcast and I heard the Holy Ghost say, 2022, this is our year of multiplied increase. See, last year we might have learned the flow of increase, but this year that flow that's keeping on going is multiplying increase into our lives. And so a couple of weeks ago we started talking about that. And you can turn to 2 Corinthians 5 and verse 20. And we want, we want this year to not be an end of increase, but we want it to legitimately be the beginning of multiplied increase. The beginning of multiplied increase. And when I say increase, what am I talking about? Yes. Did you get that? Yes. In your health? Yes. In your finances? Yes. In your overflow? Yes. In your mind? Yes. In your deliverance? Yes. In your fellowship? Yes. In your restoration? 
Yes. Yes. In your protection? Yes. Multiply the increase. I mean the overflow of God. That's what I mean. Where, where is it? You know, are we just talking about finances? Heavens know. Heavens know. We're not just talking about finances. We're talking about the abundance of God and the provision of God that, yes, does supply finances, but it supplies every area of life. Do you understand that when you are healed, that is prosperity of health, right? When you are protected, that is prosperity of the protecting hand of God on your life. It's prosperity in every area. So when God says, beloved above all things, I wish that you prosper and be in health even as your soul prospers, and he wants us to have an abundance, he's not just talking about finances because there's a lot of people that have plenty of prosperity in finances alone, but they have no prosperity anywhere else. Plenty of people. God doesn't want you just abundant in one area. He wants us abundant in every area. In every area. And he doesn't just want us sitting there. He wants us increasing. And he wants us to start increasing and never stop. We keep increasing, keep increasing. We increase in soul winning. We increase in disciple making. We increase in our faith. We increase in our glory. We increase and abound to every good work. To every good work. So 2 Corinthians 5 and verse 20 says, Therefore we are ambassadors for Christ, as though God were making an appeal through us, we beg you, on behalf of Christ, be reconciled to God. The key point I want, and we talked about it a couple of weeks ago to begin with, is what is our job? As believers, if you are born again in the family of God, a citizen of heaven, what is our job? Our job is not where we work and receive a paycheck. That's a vehicle for our job. That is a vehicle for our real job. If you look just in the flesh, yes, that's your job. But if you look with spiritual eyes, which is who you are, made in the image and likeness of God, our real job is an ambassador of God. That is our job, and we should take it seriously. When people see us and hear us, they see and hear God. When people see and hear us, they see and hear God. And we should take responsibility for that because the Word tells us, if the Word is our standard, we are ambassadors. Amen? We are ambassadors. I was talking to him this week. I want to make a shirt up that says ambassadors uh, and, and remind us of that as we go. We are ambassadors. We are ambassadors. We are ambassadors, right? And so one of the things that we want to see is, look, have that mindset, Lord, everywhere I go, everything I do, I'm an ambassador. And then last week we talked about the diligence and God is looking for people who will do the right things for long periods of time. For long periods of time. In other words, you are an ambassador and what comes out in public is what is happening in private. That's who you are. Who you are in private is who you are. And we need 
things for long periods of time and not draw back. And that means we have to be disciplined. We talked about that. We need to be disciplined for God. A disciple is one who's disciplined. And I want you to see that in order for us to increase, and this is why we were talking about that, God doesn't want just to bless you one time and then you lose it. He wants to increase you and then you hold it and multiply the increase. But we can't do that if we're on and off again, on and off again, on and off. There, it takes diligence. In Hebrews eleven six 6 says, God is a rewarder of those who seek him. In the King James it says, who diligently seek him. He is a rewarder of them who diligently seek him. So we don't want to just be uh, people that have a name tag, you know. Anybody can show up at a meeting and, and, and print out a name tag that says that there's something, but does that really make them that? No, they may or may not be a part. They might not be a part of the family. You know, they might not be a part of the vision. They might not have that. So a lot of people can say stuff, but what are we at our core? Are we ambassadors? Are we disciples? And if we are, then we can walk in the increase and the multiplied increase in every area of life. Now, here's what I want us to do. If we're, if we're ambassadors and we're disciples and we're walking through, and remember what I said, we must have fruit. Do you remember the six different areas of fruit that we talked about? The number one area of fruit. The number one area. The number one. Say it with me. The number one area of fruit is intimate fellowship with the Father. Intimate fellowship with the Father. When Jesus opened the doorway to the Father, that is what was the number one thing that was provided. Intimate fellowship with God. Now we experience intimate fellowship. I want you to see this because some people think you can only have intimate fellowship with God only at home. But that's not true. His word tells us to assemble together. There's an anointing in that corporate assembly. And literally, we can have an intimate fellowship in that corporate body. But if this place on Sunday or today, Saturday morning, uh, if, you, if that's the only fellowship with God that you get, you're missing out. Because it's supposed to be 24-7. You realize even while I'm working and doing something, I can be fellowshipping with God. We should have that fruit in our lives. And if we don't have that ongoing fruit, we're missing what God, the number one thing that God has called us to do. Now, here's the, here's the next fruit. The, ne the next fruit is we want to win souls. We want to win souls. That means we don't, yes, should we bring people to church and, and they get born again at church? Yes. Is that the only place they should get born again? No, we should be a soul winner. Why? Because God is a soul winner. Do you understand? Think about that. Do you understand the whole purpose of Jesus coming was to win souls? So for us not to take that personally, that, that mission and that vision ourselves to be a soul winner is to deny that part of Jesus. Jesus was a soul winner and did what it took to win souls. So that means we should be a soul winner and we should have the fruit 
of winning souls. Now, I understand, don't condemn yourself if you're working towards that, but maybe you've not been the greatest in the past. That's fine. Be taking steps that way. That's it. Just, just be taking steps towards being a soul winner, and let's produce that fruit together. But let's not ignore the fruit because it's uncomfortable, uh, because you know nobody around us is doing that. No, listen, do you understand that if I in this church and everybody else in this church never talked about winning souls and never produced a soul, when you get in front of Jesus, you're still going to be responsible for having won souls? Why? Because you got a Bible. So that means even if everybody in here was like, ah, you don't have to do that, that is a lie. And you will be responsible for that in front of Jesus to be a soul winner. Because he said to follow those who through faith and patience inherit the promises. Did Jesus inherit the promises through faith and patience? Then my, then my responsibility is to follow him as the perfect example, and he was a soul winner. He was a soul winner. It's who he was. So that's a fruit. The second fruit is winning souls. Third fruit, making disciples. Making disciples. We have to be disciplined after God ourselves. Say this with me. My first ministry is myself, is to disciple myself. I'm not just talking about serving all of my needs. All right, yeah, you don't have to say that. <laughs> I'm talking about, I'm not just talking about serving all of my needs. I'm talking about serving the Lord by disciplining myself after Him. You see? We're not just talking about serving our needs because some, you say, my first ministry is myself. And some people are like, oh, yeah, I'm going to go get the pamper and stuff then. Glory to God, I'm a minister to myself, right? And some people have that mindset. They're so, so self-thinking, you know, self-centered that that's their mindset. No, our first ministry to ourselves is to disciple ourselves, to discipline ourselves after the things of God. And, and think about that. Just going back to the soul winner, if Jesus was the soul winner and the Father was the soul winner and the Holy Spirit empowers us to be his witnesses, which is the soul winner, then for us to disciple ourselves after God, for us to disciple ourselves after God, to discipline ourselves after his characteristics, is to discipline ourselves to be a soul winner. Can you see that? So a part of discipline is to be that soul winner. Will you turn my mic up just a touch? So you see that the third thing is to make disciples. First of ourselves, thank you, first of ourselves, but then we have to be discipling ourselves in order to be a good discipler, right? We're not going to be a good discipler if we're not disciplining ourselves. The fourth fruit, the fourth, that means we're going to have to put the flesh down. A, dis a disciplined person and a disciple is putting the flesh down. The fourth fruit is power, manifested power, not just talking about power. No, we see it, right? Manifested power. We have to, we have, to have power in our life. Who is this required of? Just the pastor? Just, you know, just, the, just the youth leader? No? Just the people who are on the platform? No. Who, who is responsible for manifested power, healing, miracles? Every believer, Mark 16, those that believe will lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. They'll cast out devils. They'll speak with new tongues. 
Those that believe, not those that are called to a pastoral office. Then the, then the fifth fruit, the fifth fruit is revelation. We should have words of wisdom, words of knowledge, the, you know, those gifts, manifestations of the Spirit. But we should also have revelation in the Word. Things should, we should be meditating on the Word, confessing the Word, going over it over and over and over, listening to the Word, reading the Word. We should be meditating on all the time. And I'll tell you this, the Word of God is sharper than any two-edged sword, right? Able to divide asunder soul and spirit. In other words, it'll start showing us stuff. You get in the Word, you'll start having revelation. And we have a responsibility for the fruit of revelation. How can you disciple somebody without revelation? Another question, how can you disciple somebody without discipline? And we talked about that already. How can you disciple somebody without being a soul winner? How can you disciple somebody without carrying power? Would you be making a proper disciple if, if you didn't carry power? Would you? No. So if we're going to make disciples, proper discipleship is carrying fruit, heavenly fruit. This is an ambassador. The sixth fruit is the fruit of the Spirit. Galatians 5, 22 and 23. Love, joy, peace, patience, good gentleness, faithfulness. Amen. Y'all want to try that one more time? Yeah, as the song says. <laughs> yeah, in Galatians 5, 22 and 23. Um, so we need that fruit. We can't just go through life and be like, we're the person that everybody walks on eggshells around and say, well, this is just how God made me. No, he didn't make you that way. <laughs> uh, nope. <laughs> nope. Uh, well, God just made me this way. He, he just made me quiet, so I'm not a soul winner. That's not how he made you. That's how the world shaped you. That's how your flesh wants to be. But that's not how God made you. God made you in the image and likeness of God. That means even if you, you're not a, a person that generally stands up and speaks in front of somebody, in the moment that you need to, God will give you the tools that you need, the grace, and you'll have the words, you'll have the grace to do whatever it is you need to do, whether that's your normal fleshly personality or not. And so a lot of times people are like, well, I just can't forgive. I just can't walk in gentleness. I just can't walk in that stuff. It's just not who I am. I'm being a hypocrite. No, you're being a hypocrite by not doing it, right? You're pretending to be a Christian but not actually walking in it. Woo, I didn't see that one coming myself. Yeesh. Yikes. Claiming to be a Christian, but not actually walking in it. He says, I've given, granted to you everything pertaining to life and godliness. That means I've got everything I need to forgive. I've got everything I need to walk in love. I've got everything I need to walk in joy. I've got everything I need to walk in peace, patience, goodness, kindness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Self I've got everything I need to walk in the fruit of the Spirit. Matter of fact, it's a fruit of the Spirit, you know. So come here, Chris, real quick. Watch this. Here, just just stand, stand right there for a second. First, first second, sir. 
Yeah, all right, now, watch this. Now, if, if you see Chris right there, who is that? Can he stop being Chris? He's carrying the fruit of Chris, right? He's carrying the fruit of Chris. That's it. Chris can't stop being Chris. That's who he is. That's who he is. Now, I'm not saying that we can't change our, change our fruit of the Spirit or let the Holy Spirit, but what I'm saying is he's Chris. I can't change that. He always will be Chris. He's Chris. Well, just like the Holy Ghost is the Holy Ghost. The issue is we have access to the Holy Ghost. Let's pretend for a second you're the Holy Ghost. We have access to the Holy Ghost, but i got to let the Holy Ghost flow through me. And if I'll let him just be him, then he'll be the Holy Ghost. He'll carry the fruit of the Spirit. I don't have to like bend myself and, and change everything. No, I just need to open myself to the Holy Ghost and let him flow through me. And if I'll let him flow through me, he'll produce the fruit of the Holy Ghost. Just like Chris will be Chris. Because that's who he is. See, it's, thank you sir, that's the fruit of the Holy Spirit. Love, joy, peace. This is the manifestation of the Holy Ghost through us. Through us. It's his fruit. It's who he is. He can't stop being who he is. The question is not, can we do it? The question is, will we block him or let him flow? And if you think about it, let's say you come up to a place where you need to be gentle with somebody or apply some self-control. The only reason we don't apply self-control is because we don't allow the Holy Ghost to flow through us. Because in that moment, we feel like we, we have a right. Or it's the principle of the matter. It's the principle of the matter, right? I, they just, they, they shouldn't have done it, and I'm just standing up for principle. No, you're standing up for your flesh. The principle of your flesh, right? What you're doing, and in that moment when the Holy Ghost is saying, exercise some self-control, forgive them, love on them, have some mercy on them in the fruit of the Spirit, you're saying, no, because the world has taught me, the world has taught me that that's going to be them running over me. And so I'm not going to exercise that now. Holy Spirit, now watch this. Holy Spirit's giving you self-control all the time because he's granted everything to us pertaining to life and godliness. So he's constantly like at the ready. Here, self-control. Here, love. Here, here. It's always at the ready. So in order for us to not walk in it, we have to say, I don't want that right now. I don't want that. And we've learned that through this corrupted world and its atmosphere, and we have to change that thinking because that thinking doesn't line up with the standard of the word, which means we won't be a disciple, which means we won't be an ambassador, which means the increase stops flowing. The increase. We're talking about New Year fruit and increase. So God wants us not only to move an increase, but to sustain it and for it to multiply. Amen? What should this increase look like? From the word, what should this increase look like? Proverbs 4.18. But the path of the righteous... What should this increase look like? What should this increase look like? What should this year look like? What should it look like? If we're not seeing this, then let's fix something. You know, something's wrong. What should this increase look like? Here's what it'll look like. 
But the path of the righteous is like the light of dawn that shines brighter and brighter to the full day, to the noonday sun. In other words, in your path should look like this. Say this with me, my path, my path. Here I am now, things might be okay, they might not be. But my next step on my path is increase. My, my next step, not a few steps down the road, my next step, brighter and brighter, is increase. Is increase is brighter. How, what should this increase look like? My next step, increase. And the next one, and the next one, increase, increase, increase. That's what God has for His children. That's what He has. That's the Word. 2 Corinthians 3, verse 17 and 18. What should this multiplied increase look like? What should this multiplied increase look like? Thank you. Second Corinthians 3, 17 and 18. Now the Lord, I want you to see, here's what I want you to pay attention to. I want you to start thinking this way. I want you to, let's renew our mind to the word right here, okay? Let's look at the word and let's see how God is. What's his character? What's his nature? What's his makeup? Well, we just read Proverbs 4.18. What does he want to do? Make every step, your path, brighter and brighter and brighter, right? Look at this, uh, 2 Corinthians 3.17. Now the Lord is the Spirit. And where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. There is freedom. Now just think about that. There's not restriction. There's not restriction. There's freedom. Freedom to grow. You know, one time, uh, you know, I, I don't know, I think maybe every bachelor at some point, like, has a fish tank or something. And, uh, or at least that's the way it was in the 90s, okay? And uh, if it's not the millennials, then I don't know what to tell you. You know, maybe you had a digital pet or something. You know, um, what are those things called? Wow. <laughs> Tamagotchi, is that right? Wow, okay. I didn't, I didn't know that. Uh, but we had actually real fish. You know, and uh, <laughs> there, there was a tank and like actual water and you had to really feed them and uh, not be digital, although I'm very involved in digital stuff. But anyway, it, so, you know, I moved into an apartment and we had the three Brian's, Brian, Brian, and Brian, right? And, and we, our, our answer machine uh, was, hey, you've reached Brian and Brian and Brian and uh, just leave a message for Brian and we'll get right back to you. And of course, of course. You know, somebody calling to say, hey, uh, is Brian there? Oh, yeah. And we know who they were and who they're asking, and we hand it to the other one. They say, hey, how you doing? They say, no, the other Brian, they'd hand it back to me, you know. And then eventually it, it, we'd go on with that as long as we felt like it, you know. And uh, just Brian, Brian, and Brian. And, uh, of course, being bachelors, we had to get us a fish tank. And so we got us, we, I, I think we had like, we had, I don't know, two to four 55-gallon fish tanks in this apartment. I mean, it was, they were awesome. <laughs> they were awesome. And uh, I, they were awesome. And uh, our fish would eat other fish. It was great. It was like entertainment. It was like, what 
watch this, goldfish. Boom, 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 boom. It was great. It was great. Huh? It smelled like aquarium. <laughs> she said, what the apartment? It smelled like an aquarium. And, uh, yeah. And so, anyway, we had, we really did have some cool fish. I had some fish called a silver dollar. And uh, literally, it's like this. And then it can grow a little bit bigger, and they're about that thin. And they'll be going, and they look so big from the side, then they turn, and it's like, you know. And uh, you, they're so thin. And uh, then we got one, one time, this was before they were illegal, uh, you could buy them. <laughs> what a great line. <laughs> this is before they were illegal. Uh, we had a snakehead fish. And uh, now, they, you know, you don't want those. They will destroy an ecosystem. And, uh, but this was before we knew that. And um, so we bought, and uh, that thing was the most aggressive fish. I mean, most aggressive thing. I came home. We had had that thing for like two weeks, and it was growing, and it would eat everything. And I mean everything. It, it literally could break its jaw bigger like a snake can and eat everything. And so I had silver dollars like this, and I came home one, one night, and my silver dollars like a half moon, like floating in the water. I was like, ah, <laughs> ah, my silver dollars, they were so pretty. And now it looked like a moon, you know, floating in the water, you know. I was like, you stupid snakehead. Listen, you know, how, you know how the old fish tanks would have the lid on it, and it was a plastic lid, and it would raise up and have little pins on the end to hinge? And see, y'all were awesome too. <laughs> and... Uh, and so, anyway, <laughs> I just drew them in. I, I drew them in. <laughs> that fish literally was so strong, and, and I am, this is not an exaggeration. I am, we came home, and he had knocked that lid out of the bracket. The whole lid was on the ground, and he was on the ground. He hit that thing so hard. I mean, they are an aggressive and strong fish, and it was laying there on the ground. My story for telling this has nothing to do with that, um, but it's cool. And uh, anyway, and then he had been out for hours is what we could figure out, and he did it multiple times, and he never died. Like the hardest fish to kill. That's why they'll kill the ecosystem because of that. And uh, anyway, so... Around where we bought the fish was this, was this aquarium shop, and they had the coolest fish. I had one fish that would, <laughs> it was an Oscar, if you know what an Oscar is. Oscars are awesome. And uh, it would literally change colors. It would change from black to black and green. And uh, it was a really, really cool fish. And, uh, but... They sold a lot of different fish, and we would go there and see them. And we would buy them for pretty cheap, but they were, uh, they were really cool to us. They're a lot more expensive today than what they used to, used to be. But one of the things that you see is that they sold this fish called a Paku, P-A-C-U. Anybody familiar with that fish? Not familiar with that? Kenley, you know one? You know. Okay. So when you buy this fish, it's like that big. It's like that big. But here, here's what I want you to see. And, and we had a couple, and they grew to, I think, about like this big until the snakehead ate them. And um, 
and we had them in a 55-gallon. And then I saw some in a 55-gallon tank that grew to like this big, right? But a couple of doors down from the aquarium, they had a jewelry shop. And in that jewelry shop, they had a 600-gallon tank. <laughs> a six, somebody got it. They had a 600-gallon tank. That paku was this big. Like, he was like two foot in diameter. In why? The size of the tank determined the size of the fish. God doesn't want us in a tank that's too small for us. He wants to expand our thinking. He wants us to increase. He wants to overflow us in our lives. He, and matter of fact, I would say he's done with us being limited. And he's done with us being limited. And where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. There is liberty. The limits are broken. Where the Spirit is, the Spirit flows where ambassadors and disciples and holiness is. So see, we can walk unlimited and our growth can be, can be you know, go on forever. It can be eternal. But we've got to walk with the Spirit. Pastor Adeboye over in Nigeria, when I was talking to him, he said, you know, he said, holiness is the master key. Holiness is the master key. In other words, it opens up everything. Walking in holiness. So can you be holy if your public front is good, but, but, your, but your private front is jacked up? No, you can't be holy. And so you're not going to be unlocking these things. You're not going to be keeping this increase. Holiness is the master key. And remember, the Holy Spirit, the Spirit of the Lord, there is unlimited. It take, the Holy Spirit's flow takes the limits off, but the Holy Spirit is holy. It's holy. It's holy. It's holy. The Holy Spirit, the Spirit of the Lord, is holy. That, that means He's not mixing stuff with the world and mixing stuff with His holiness. No, the stuff of the world gets burnt up in His holiness. And so we can't think that we're going to come into the presence of the Holy Spirit carrying that stuff. And we've got to work on it because God wants us to stay in His presence because in His presence there is fullness of joy, there's increase and multiplied increase. But in order to get into His presence, we've got to deal with the stuff that would hold us out. We've got to deal with it. We've got to be that ambassador. We've got to have the fruit. We've got to walk like a disciple. Where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. Where the Spirit of the Lord is, the limits come off. Write that in your notes. Put it, on, put it online. Where the Spirit of the Lord is, the limits are broken. The limits come off. Where the Spirit of the Lord is, the limits are broken. Am I talking to the right group today? Are you the ones... Are you the ones that were looking for the limits to be broken off of your life? Is that you? Are you grabbing a hold of this? Is it simple? Yes. Is it powerful and supernatural? Yes. Powerful and supernatural doesn't have to be complicated. Sometimes it's just doing the right things. 
for long periods of time. It's just that. It's just that. A lot of times people are looking for the complicated and, and the spectacular. And what they really need is the simple and the supernatural. And where the spirit of the Lord is, the limits are broken off. Glory to God. We need the spirit. We got to get in the spirit. If this is a year of multiplied increase, then it's time to get into the flow of the spirit. Oh, glory, I, I feel the Holy Ghost on that. If this is our year of multiplied increase, then we need to get into the place where the Spirit can multiply, where the Spirit of God and the anointing can multiply. We need to get into that place where He can multiply. Thank you, Lord, I see that. Thank you. We need to get into that place. And listen, He doesn't get into that place by us being on again, off again, on again, off again, on again, off again, on again, off again. I shouldn't be having to convince you to go after God. I shouldn't be having to convince you to, to get hungry, to be on fire. I shouldn't be having to convince you to further the vision of the field that you're planted in and produce fruit. No, we can't be this on again, off again, always having to be convinced to do right. Because if we do that, if we're always having to be convinced, are we offering a place for the Holy Spirit to multiply? Are we constantly putting the lid back on? Because we're not walking in the Holy Spirit, so the limits are back in place. There's no freedom. So if we want to get to the place of an anointing, of a spirit multiplied, an increase multiplied, we have to, we have to make an atmosphere. We have to create an atmosphere where the anointing of God can multiply in the people. Let me ask you this question. What if, what if 100 extra people came in here right now? Right now. Based on how you're living, would they receive from this atmosphere? There's a question we need to keep in our minds because is it just my job? No, all of us have a responsibility that to create an atmosphere of God's anointing that multiplies the freedom that when people walk in, just His presence and the multiplied atmosphere of His anointing starts popping stuff off of them, and it's not just my job. It's our job as a body, and we need to take responsibility as ambassadors to keep public and private holy. I, I'll, I'll tell you right now, I've not always done that. I've not always done that. Even as a pastor, I've not always done that. And I need to work on it. I need to be, be more loving, be more forgiving, you know. And don't watch that, you know. Okay, it, well, well, it's a movie I've seen before. Yeah, but the Holy Ghost was telling me not to watch it that time, you know. Yeah, hey, well, that's a, some music I used to listen to. Yeah, but the Holy Ghost not. And, and so sometimes... You know, I've not done that either. And I repent to you for, for missing that. I repent to God for missing that. And that's what I was saying when I said, yeah, I see that, Lord. He, he's saying right now, Boomerang, if we will take care of those things, we will open up an atmosphere of the presence of God that can be multiplied from where it has been. He's still who He is. I mean, He comes in His fullness but our expectation and our walk allows how much can come in. Our, our walk allows how much can come in. Our expectation, remember Nazareth? 
They weren't expecting Jesus to be the Messiah and he could do no mighty work there. But he was the same Messiah and Savior that went to the very next city and healed them all. He could do no no mighty work there and he only did a little in one place. Next city he heals them all. Same guy, same anointing, same Messiah, the city determined what was let loose. Let's let's be that city of God. Let's be that glorious church. Amen, church. You agree with that? Will you you take up that mantle and take up that responsibility? Because it's not just what I do, it's what we do. It's what we do. 2 Corinthians 3, 17, where the Spirit of the Lord is, there's liberty. But we all, what are we asking the question again? What's the nature of God? What's His ways? But we all with unveiled face beholding as in a mirror the glory of the Lord are being transformed. We're not, this is not happening later. This is happening right now. We are being transformed into the same image from glory to glory. From glory to glory. Just like the path gets brighter and brighter. No matter where we're at now in in some glory. we got more glory now than we've ever had. But that's not the end. We're at a glory. But we're going to a glory. And when we're at this glory, we're going to another glory. And when we're at this one, we're going to another one. Every step. Another place that says from faith to faith. In other words, this is an increase all the time. The parable of the talents. I'm giving you this. Handle it well and I will give you more. I'll give you more. The character and nature of God and His kingdom is increased. And it's not just one time increase. It is multiplied increase. The character and the nature of God is multiplied increase. This is who He is. This is what we're stepping into this year. It's our year of multiplied increase. Not just increase, multiplied increase. Isaiah 9, 6, and 7. This is the verse that just kept hitting me over and over and over again. And I don't know if you know this or not, but towards the end of the year, towards the end of the year, the Holy Spirit put it on my heart to drive out to Texarkana and spend a few days with Brother Tracy. Now, when we got on the phone, he said, I don't know what will come up, and I can't promise you, you know, 24-7 by any stretch, but I'll, I'll make available what I can. So I didn't know if I'd get out there and have one hour with him. And I was out there from Monday. I got there Monday night. I left right after church a few weeks ago, and uh, I got there. Uh, I drove all through uh, the, the night. And then I went to sleep about, I don't know, 2 or 3 that morning. Woke up the next morning, finished the drive, and uh, got out there. And uh, got there Monday afternoon. Checked in. And then, and then I left Friday morning. No, 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 Thursday morning. Thursday morning. And so one of the things, but, so I'm there for three days. But I don't have any time necessarily promised to me. Well, it ends up, of course, the Lord was telling me to go, though. Why? I don't know. I didn't know the answer to that. Uh, And I would say it was multiple answers. It wasn't just one. But one of the major things that happened when I was out there was this. He read this next verse, Isaiah 9, 6, and 7, specifically verse 9. 
And uh, he read this next verse while we were doing broadcast. We ended up doing uh, 10 episodes on his TV program, uh, he and I together. It was awesome. And uh, we shot five one day and five the next day. And man, the anointing dropped in that room. It was so awesome. We had some great time. He spoke some things into me and and uh, the, our relationship just grew and built and, I, and built and I needed that. But this is one of the takeaways of that week. And I believe it was for us today. And it says this, Isaiah 9, 6, and 7. For a child will be born to us. A son will be given to us. Now, we know this many times from Christmas season. And we know this is talking about Jesus. I want, you, I want you to hear this. Just, just sometimes, you know, even though this isn't my point, I want you to see these little, little uh, nuggets of God's glory and wisdom and anointing in here. He said, a son will be given. There's a son to receive. There's a son to receive. You know, the Messiah... Does every, in other words, he's about to lift off, list off some characteristics. And the Messiah represents not just a person, but a character and nature. And so the question is, are we receiving his character and nature in our lives? And what you're going to see is that when he gave us his son, he was given us the benefits of his son. He was given us the person. He was given us a savior but he was given us also a Messiah. He was given us the saving grace of God. Now think about this. You know, and we, we've done it many times. A blessing released is different from a blessing commanded. Most of the blessings of God that you'll see is not a blessing commanded, it's a blessing released. And you can either grab it or not based on what you want to do. So many times, you, I'm not going to do it today, but many times you've seen me do it. You know, put a, put a $100 bill out here and say, this is a blessing released. And people run and get it because they know if they don't do something about it and active, activate their faith and take that, it won't be theirs. Even though it could be theirs, all they have to do is grab it. All they have to do is, is they just got to go grab it. That's it. That's it. But see, here's what I want you to see is a son has been given to us and everything that he represents. What does he represent? He says, for a child will be born to us, a son will be given to us, and the government will rest on his shoulders. And his name will be called Wonderful Counselor. He will counsel us. He will give us his wisdom. How many people are receiving his wisdom? Yeah, amen. How many people in the world? But see, a son is given. They could be receiving, but they're not. And how many of us are, would, would make the claim that we've received all of the counsel? <laughs> Don't raise your hand on that. Uh, <laughs> how, how many of <laughs> yeah, I should have probably said that first, but uh, I didn't see anybody raise their hand, so you did good. All right, so, but just because he's been given doesn't mean we received it, Right? His name will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, a God of might in our lives. God wants to bring His power to your life. Whoo, you hear that? God wants to bring His power to your life. 
eternal father. You know, some of us had good fathers and some of us haven't had good fathers. But God will be a father eternally to us. How many people need a good father? Oh man, all of us. A good father. We need that. He is the eternal father and there's none gooder. Amen. He is the prince of peace. He's already been given to us. Have we, are we walking in that peace? Are we seeing an increase of his peace? And then verse 7, watch this. This is the phrase that stuck out to me. We're looking at the character and the ways of God. There will be no end to the increase. Now it speaks specifically, no end to the increase of his government or of peace. But what I want you to see is, inside of who Christ is, this is a character and a nature and a way of God. The way of God, just like we saw it in Proverbs 4 and 2 Corinthians, the the way of God is, there's no end to the increase. There's no end to the increase. There's no end. If you look back and you review your life, have you found it that in moments you're like, well, I guess I've arrived here. You know, like subconsciously, maybe, maybe we, we break through after a period of time, but have we had moments where we're like, I guess all, that's all there is. I guess this is great, but I guess that's all there is. But see, that's not the character and nature of God. And I'm here this morning to take us not just an increase, but multiplied increase. And for us to walk in this multiplied increase, it has to look like this. It's glory to glory. Every step brighter and brighter. There's no end to the increase in His kingdom. That's who He is. There's no end. See, if you think there's an end to it, If you think there's an end to it, then all of a sudden you're not going to increase. You're not going to put faith on it. You're not going to believe for it. And so you won't see it as your faith is. So be it unto you. You won't see it. How many people, and think about this. You you could sit and say, and we've talked about it over the years, but like I'm not just talking about the could be's, but kind of in your mind, well, I'm not really thinking about another church that Boomerang could start. Like we have Albemarle. Right, And so we get into this mindset where there's, no, there, there's an end to the increase. This is it. I like it. I love it. I want more of it. Amen. And, and all of a sudden, you know, we're walking it, but then we stagnate and we get stale because in our minds subconsciously, there's an end. Well, this is great. We've achieved something. We've arrived. But in God, there's no end to the increase. If you're actually listening to God and hearing from Him, it's amazing how much He'll tell you to do. (laughs) It's amazing He doesn't stop. Like, just because your thinking stops at a certain place and there is an end to the increase, God can't not be Him. And He'll just say, and I want you to do this, and I want you to do this, and I want you to do this, and I want you to do this. And our leadership training will say, the mandates. The mandates just keep coming because God's not going to be limited by your limitations. He called you, and the gifts and calling of God are without repentance. They just keep coming. The hits just keep on coming. This is it. It's the thing. God just keeps on sending stuff, telling you what to do. You're like, I hadn't handled the last thing well yet, God. He's like, I know, I'm waiting on you. Why have you limited your increase? 
Now, he might not be able to release us into those mandates, but that doesn't mean that he's not wanting us to go there. But if we have a limited increase, a limited increase mindset, we can't go where God wants us to go. But if we'll take the limits off, flow with the Holy Ghost, get to know who he is, get to know who he is, we can walk unlimited in that increase. How many people are with me? How many people want to go? You think Troy will be the end? <laughs> I can tell you no. I can tell you no. Just off a of vision I already have. I could tell you no without having received that vision yet, but I've already got plenty of vision beyond that. Way beyond that. Hundreds, thousands of boomerangs. Hundreds, thousands of them around the world carrying the dominion of God, the king's domain. You think Albemarle was the end? <laughs> you think Troy's the end? <laughs> no! No, 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 no. And the Lord's already lining that stuff up. The Lord's already lining it up. No, we're called to carry the glory and the anointing of God. We're called to carry His vision. God's not stopping His increase. Why would we stop ours? If I'm going to imitate Him, and I'm not talking about running out there and just making something happen. If you heard me on that video, I said very specifically... God told me specifically. And he said, very, he didn't just say pick a city. He spoke Troy. And then he spoke 2022. We're not just, you know, scattershotting churches around. Hey, that looks like they might need one over there. Boomerang church. Hey, there's no one over there. Boomerang church. No, we're not scattershotting churches. Where it lands, it'll land. No, 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 no. Nope, you move on the Word. You move on the Word of God. But when you position yourself for a multiplied increase, God can move through that person. Remember, uh, 2 Chronicles 16.9. Put that on the screen, please, in the King James, if you don't mind. 2 Chronicles 16.9 in the King James. But the eyes of the Lord run to and fro throughout the whole earth searching for someone whose heart is perfect or pure towards him, that he might show himself strong on their behalf. The eyes of the Lord run to him. The Lord's looking for people that have an unlimited increase mindset, an unlimited increase, a multiplied increase life. Multiplied, Second Chronicles 16, 9. A multiplied increase. He's looking for that. If I got it wrong, just don't put it up. <laughs> the eyes of the Lord look to and fro throughout the whole earth to show himself strong on behalf of those whose heart is pure or perfect or loyal to him. He's looking to show himself strong. The, what does that look like? Just, just close your eyes for a second. What if God came in, what if he comes in and he shows himself strong by his definition of strong, by his definition of strong? Woo-hoo. 
enough because if you look and see the character and nature of God in the world in the word he didn't just want believers to be like wow God did something all all over the character and nature of the word is where he's causing unbelievers to do that wow so we're talking about what if he shows himself strong on your behalf strong on your behalf strong on your behalf not by our definition by God in heaven who's unlimited and supernatural and all powerful and all glory he says I want to show myself strong it's his definition he's looking for people to do that through you know people he can't do that through limited mindset not walking in increase he's why? Because he already said it. See, that he's got to follow his own word. And he said, they'll do good works through abundance. So if you can't get into multiplied increase, can't get into abundance, you're not going to be available for the good works. You're not going to be available for the big multiplied good works. There will be no end to his increase of his government or his peace. You think about when he comes in and he starts healing people and he starts bringing provision to people like that, that is a governing over his people. There'll be no end to the increase of his prosperity to his people, of his provision to his people, of his protection, of his increase. He's governing over his people. There'll be no end to the increase. There'll be no end to the increase. Can you see it? Is it getting in your spirit? There'll be no end. Say it with me. There'll be no end to his increase. There'll be no end to his increase of his government or of peace. On the throne, now watch this, what we've been talking about. On the throne of David and over his kingdom to establish it and to uphold it with justice and righteousness. You don't uphold and establish multiplied increase outside of justice and righteousness. You don't, it doesn't happen. That's how it is established, and that's how it's upheld. Remember what we talked about in New Year's increase and multiplied increase? I don't just want to get you the increase. I want you to hold it and keep it coming. That's exactly what it's saying right here, to establish it and uphold it, you see? And a lot of people, they'll get in the increase and then... The success causes them to subconsciously think that they've arrived and then all of a sudden they start letting go of justice and they start letting go of righteousness and all of a sudden they they lose a grip on that increase and they can't hold it anymore and all of a sudden uh, you might see them fall. How do we accomplish this? Three things. How do we, this increase that we're multiplied in, how do we accomplish it? Three ways. Uprightly, we accomplish it walking uprightly. We accomplish it by changing. Can you have multiplied increase without changing? In order to have multiplied increase, you're going to have to have multiplied change. How do we accomplish it? Uprightly, by changing, and by His Word. 
Psalm 84.11 says this, For the Lord God is a sun and a shield, and the Lord who gives grace and glory. No good thing does he withhold from those who walk uprightly. He's wanting to get multiplied increases, a good thing. God wants to get in your hands, but sometimes it's being held back because we're not walking uprightly. And we need, if we're going to walk in this multiplied increase, what have we been saying? You got to be an ambassador, you got to be disciplined, you got to have fruit that's walking uprightly. We got to walk uprightly. We got to set our minds. I walk uprightly. I let God in His grace empower me, and I walk uprightly. And God says, oh, praise God, I've been wanting you to have these good things. I've been wanting you to have them. How do we accomplish it? By change. Matthew eleven twenty eight through 30. Come to me. Many of us have, you know, even though you're at church this morning, many of us have not come to Jesus when we should have. I can count... I can probably count 10 things on my, on my hand that I didn't go to Jesus when I should have just this week. we got to make it a habit of going to Him. And I'm pretty decent at it, but I can get better. I can get better. I can get better, right? We've got to come to Jesus. We've got to change our location. We've got we've to change from who we have been and where we have been to where He wants us to be. Come to me, all who are weary and heavy laden. I will give you rest. In other words, there'll be rest in the middle of this change. Verse 29 says, Take my yoke and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls, for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Greg, will you come here for a second? Specifically picked you because of your height. Come here real quick. Let's join arms like this. See, a yoke of God, keep it pretty uh, secure, all right? So a yoke of God, right, is where two, uh, in that case, oxen or two cattle would be bound together by a wooden yoke, right? He says, come to me. And I, and I want you to see this. Like, you understand, yeah, yeah, Jesus is where Jesus is going to be. But we've got to come to him. We've got to change positions and come to that place. But when they're bound together, you have to understand, he says, come to me and take my yoke. That means that Jesus is going to go some places and he's going to show you. Now, I want you to see, he's not going to be like, come on, come on, golly. Yeah, and I have to teach you everything. That's not how he's going to be. That's how some leaders have been. That's how some dads have been. But that's not how Jesus, he said, my yoke is easy. My burden is light. He's not going to be like, yeah, I'm going to let you do it all. Yeah. yeah. Good luck with that. Yeah, good luck. You know, that's not the way he's going to be. And he, and he says, I'm gentle. But what he's going to do is he's going to teach us. And if we'll just learn to flow with him by the Spirit, there's a, it'll take the limits off. There, where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty, there is freedom. And all of a sudden, see, I just need to, I need to walk with him. I need to connect myself to him. But do you understand the whole point of this yoking together is for Jesus to show me where I need to change? Where I need to discipline myself? He's showing me a new way to walk. When he says, my yoke is gentle, he says, I'm gentle and humble at heart when he's saying it's easy and light. What he's saying is, you're going to need change, but I'll be gentle about it. I'll be gentle about it. I'll show you where to go. I'll show you what to do. But you got to change. See, we got to walk uprightly. 
And, and here's the other thing. How much easier is it to walk uprightly when we're yoked up with Jesus and we come to him? <laughs> right? How much easier is it? Right? And, and, but we have to change as well. We can't just sit in the same place all the time. If he's going to take us to multiplied increase, there's change coming. Thank you. Say, say there's change coming. There's change coming. Say this. There's change coming to me. There's change coming to me. That's right. There's change coming. Yeah. And, and some people, man, they'll run away. In our leadership training, we'll say, we'll say it three ways. Three different people's approach to change. Some people uh, hate change. They resist change. Some people tolerate change. And some people embrace change. See, when you understand that change is leading you to multiplied increase, all of a sudden you stop fearing it. And you understand that the change that's needed is going to be gentle, then you stop fearing it. Oh, the Lord's going to help me with this. He's going to show me. I remember one time he told me, he said, I want you to change. Uh, those weren't his exact words, but that was the context. I want you to change. Okay, how you want me to change? I want you to change your holiness so much so that the devil himself could go over your life with a fine-tooth comb and he would find nothing to accuse you over. <laughs> that's going to take a while, Lord. <laughs> that, that's going to... That, I'm going to need your help with that. <laughs> that's a big order. And, and, and the Lord said, don't worry about it. I'll help you. What was he saying? Just come to me and, let, and, and put my yoke on. I'll help you. I'm gentle and I'm humble. My yoke is easy. My burden is light. You got this if you'll just attach yourself to me. How are we going to walk out this multiplied increase? Uprightly? We're going to walk it out by changing. If you're going to have multiplied increase, you're going to change. Your thinking's going to change. Your believing's going to change. Your receiving's going to change. Think about this. I started pondering something recently financially, uh, and, and I started thinking, man, if I'm, let's say that I'm all of a sudden, overnight, worth $20 million. Okay? Um, my thinking needs to change. There's certain things I need to do and certain things I don't need to do. Right? And I was just pondering that. Can you see that $20 million sounds good, but how many people have pondered the changes that they would need to make and then actually started preparing for those changes because if you're in faith, you start getting ready. So you not only need to change your thinking, you need to start getting ready to change. If you're going to start walking in an anointing that every time you lay your hands on somebody, they get miraculously, supernaturally healed. Every time you, we carry the anointing as a church so that every person that walks in here gets free before the preaching even starts. That's going to change things. Are we prepared? Are, are we ready to carry that? And think about this. If that happens, let's say everybody that walks through those doors, all of a sudden demons cry out and fall off of them. Everybody that walks through the doors gets healed, right? Are we going to get big-headed about that? Oh, look at us. We're Boomerang Church. Check us out. Big stuff happens over here, you know. Like, hey, we've arrived. Now you better think through that. It's not you. It's the power of God. We just let him help us get in the right place. We decided 
to crucify the flesh and get in that right place. It's not us. It's him. It's him. It's always him. Well, you did so good. God is so good. It was him. He gives every good and perfect gift. It was him the whole time. <laughs> even if I knew to do good, he, he taught me that. Like I didn't even know how to do good until he taught me that. I didn't even know how to do good until he taught me that. It's him. If we're going to move to this, how, how is it going to work? We've got to walk uprightly. We've got to be ready to change. And we have to have his word. Psalms 119, 105. All right, Lord, we're walking on a new path. A path that gets brighter and brighter and brighter. How do we find that path? By his word. Your word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. It's by his word. By his word. We move into this multiplied increase by walking uprightly, by changing, yoking ourselves to God and accepting and receiving that change and by staying in his word. I think I said it recently on the broadcast. I'll say it again today. Every time I've ever messed up, every, every time I've ever made a mistake, I've found it generally is tied to a lack of fellowship with the Father. I've not been in his word. I've not been in prayer. I've not been in worship. I've not been in church. Of course, I've been in church for years now at this point, but I'm talking about before. It always came to a lack of fellowship with God. We have to have an interaction and an intimate fellowship with His Word on a regular basis. We have to have that interaction. We have to walk in that. Amen? We have to walk in that. If we're going to move in that multiplied increase, we have to walk uprightly. We have to be walk in change. And we have to walk in His Word. We have to walk in these things. I'm sure you could make a list of a bunch more bunch more things, but these are three main things that we need to keep in mind. How many people are ready for multiplied increase? How many people are ready to walk in it? Glory to God, you are? Well, let's, how about, how about I, don't, I, I got an idea. Let's just do it. <laughs> let's just do it. Let's just do it. Let's just do it. Let's just do it. Let's just walk in it. All right, Lord, you made it available. Okay, we'll walk in it. Okay, you know, hey, hey, I'll be like a kid. Okay, like what I preached on last kickstart. Okay, we got to get that in us. Oh, you, there's no end to the increase in your kingdom. Okay, and we just walk in it. You want me to be a part of it? Okay, and we just walk in it. You want me to, I can lay hands on people and they'll get healed in your name? Okay, and we just walk in it. How about we just do it? Just do it. Amen. Amen. Anybody ready? Just stand on your feet. Just lift your hands to heaven. Father, right now, Lord, let us receive this multiplied increase in our lives. Let us not be held back any longer. Father, this is your day. This is your year. Lord, we praise you and we worship you. We give you the glory. Thank you, Father, for your goodness. Thank you for your mercy. Thank you, Father. Ho, ho, we just receive right now. We just receive right now. Just close your eyes. Don't focus on me. Just focus on your Father. He's pouring out on you right now. He's pouring out on you right now. He's pouring out on you right now. Just say, Lord, I receive multiplied increase. Now, I have it. 
It's working in me. I'm not waiting on it. I have it now. In Jesus' name. Thank you, Father. Now just receive. He's pouring out on you right now. I receive that multiplied increase in my anointing. I receive that multiplied increase in this church. I receive that multiplied increase in the atmosphere. I receive that multiplied increase of protection. I receive that multiplied increase of restoration. I receive that multiplied increase of deliverance. Whatever it is, you grab a hold of it for yourself. I receive that multiplied increase in my health. I receive that multiplied increase in my finances. Lord, I receive that multiplied increase by faith in our fellowship, Lord. I receive it. Just receive. Let's just pray in the Holy Ghost. Soho Baron. Lord, have your way in this church this year. Lord, we receive that multiplied increase. We're walking in it now. We have it. We praise you for it. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Don't wait on me. Grab a hold of God yourself right now. The eyes of the Lord are looking to and fro throughout the whole earth. Show Himself strong on those whose heart is pure towards Him. Make your heart pure towards Him right now. Lord, I'll do whatever you want me to do. I'm yours. I'm yours to command. Whatever you want me to do, I'm yours to command. Lord, I receive it. If you don't know how to receive from the Lord yourself, then it's time we learn. It's time we learn. Amen? We need to learn how to receive for ourselves. We need to learn how to receive. I want you to do it today. Lord, I just receive right now. I receive right now. Thank you, Father. Oh, glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Miss Lashika, will you come here? Lord says it's time for you to receive. Ha ha ha. Every answer right now in Jesus' name, just lift your hands. It's time to receive. Peace, I speak peace and grace in Jesus' name. Peace and grace be in Jesus' name. Just receive, say, Lord, I believe. I have received it. It's flowing in me now. In Jesus' name. Yeah, glory. <laughs> glory. Just receive that joy too. Have a little dose of it. In Jesus' name. Put your hand on your belly. Overflow with the joy of the Lord. Yeah, glory. Yeah, thank you, Father. 
If you're believing for something specifically, you can come up right now. And when you get to the altar, I just want you to say, Lord, I'm receiving my increase in this area now, today. I'm not leaving. I'm not leaving here without it. Ha 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 Increase in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. In the name of Jesus. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Increase in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. She was leaning before I got there. <laughs> she was right back on her heels. She was like, whoa, what's happening? <laughs> Increase in Jesus' name. Yeah, she's expecting. She's expecting great things. In the name of Jesus. In Jesus' name. In the name of Jesus. Increase this year. Increase. I'll take change. It'll take holiness and righteousness. But increase me in Jesus' name. In the name of Jesus. Increase. In the name of Jesus. Increase. Soha Cobre. Saha Cobre. In the name of Jesus. Ha increase be. Show the Nicolomoso. Who increase? Who by Nicolomoso? In the name of Jesus. Increase be now. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Adidomra. In the name of Jesus, increase be in Jesus' name. In the name of Jesus, in Jesus' name, increase be. I just want to speak right now to everybody who might be watching. Lord, in the name of Jesus, increase be. Multiplied increase be now. Lord, we take the limits off. We flow in the Holy Ghost. We start thinking like you. We start thinking eternal. We start thinking heavenly and supernatural. And we receive in the name of Jesus. 
multiplied increase. Amen. Increase. Increase. No, no, no. In the name of Jesus. Increase. 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 In the name of Jesus. Increase. Increase. We put an end. We call an end. In the name of Jesus. To a limited increase. And off again, on again, increase. In the name of Jesus. Cease that stutter step increase. In Jesus' name. What's been holding you back is holding you back no longer. In the name of Jesus. It's holding you back no longer. I need to go to the door. In the name of Jesus. <laughs> in the name of Jesus. Multiplied increase in Jesus' name. God's moving on you. He's going to keep moving on you. It's just going to increase. Thank you, Father. In the name of Jesus. Increase. Now receive it and receive it as never going back. I'm not going back. I'm not going back. I'm not, not going one step forward, two steps back. Done with it. I'm multiplied increase. Every step brighter and brighter. From glory to glory. There's no end to his increase in him. There's no end to his increase in me. Oh, thank you. In the name of Jesus. Multiply. Increase. See, multiply the increase in Jesus' name. Multiply the increase in Jesus' name. In the name of Jesus, <laughs> multiply increase this year in great measures in Jesus' name. Multiplied, multiplied, increase in Jesus' name. Woo! Even an increase in joy, an increase of the joy of the Lord. <laughs> oh, what we talked about the other day. <laughs> a multiplied increase, a multiplied increase. This is a year for it, this is a year for it. In Jesus' name. You're going to see supernatural. You're going to see supernatural. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Multiplied increase in the name of Jesus. Glory to God. Glory to God. Sit it in Galando Torocotanamos. Vanda Coloboso. Vanda Coloboso. Vera Colomoso. In Jesus' name. Ho, ho, Fred Colston. Hallelujah. 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 Good job, ushers. Sit there, keep playing. Multiplied increase. 
in Jesus' name. Multiply, increase in the name of Jesus. Multiply, increase in Jesus' name. Sopra narokobrein karosta, faholete ni. In Jesus' name. Let that increase flow through you as you play. Let it flow. Amen. Is this your year of multiplied increase? Is this our year of multiplied increase? Are you ready to walk in it? Are you ready to receive it? Glory to God. Father, we just praise you. We worship you. We give you all the glory and the power and the honor. Ushers, if you didn't get prayer and you want prayer, come up now. In the name of Jesus, multiply, increase. It starts now. It starts now. In the name of Jesus, multiply, increase. In Jesus' name. By His name. His name is the authority. His name is the signature we needed. In the name of Jesus, multiply, increase in Jesus' name. Yeah, hold your hands out. Hold them like this. In the name of Jesus, multiply, increase in Jesus' name. Yeah, there's that anointing right there. I feel it. That's, that's financially and provisionally multiplied increase. Now in every way, in the name of Jesus. Multiply. Hold your hands out like a cup. In the name of Jesus. I want everybody to get up here quickly. Get up here quickly. Hold your hands out like a cup. Everybody. There's an anointing that says in your right hand is your power. In the left hand is riches and honor. And, and, and that anointing is flowing right now for finances. Lord, multiplied increase in our finances now. In Jesus' name. Cup them together. In the name of Jesus. Multiplied increase. 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 In the name of Jesus. Thank you. That anointing still flowing. I can feel it in my hand. Thank you. Multiplied increase in the name of Jesus. You will be a wonder and a marvel. A wonder and a marvel. A wonder and a marvel to people. They'll want to know what you know about finances. And what you know is multiplied increase in Jesus' name. A wonder and a marvel in Jesus' name. Multiplied increase in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Multiplied increase. 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 In Jesus name. In Jesus name. Multiplied increase. 
make sure y'all switch out with whoever needs it. But I want to pray for everybody that will have it. Hey, multiplied, increase in Jesus' name. In the name of Jesus, multiplied, increase. In the name of Jesus, multiplied, increase. In Jesus' name. In the name of Jesus, multiplied, increase. In Jesus' name. In the name of Jesus, multiplied, increase. In the name of Jesus, multiplied, increase. In the name of Jesus, multiplied, increase. In Jesus' name. Right now, things are about to turn around. Things are turning around financially right now. Be expecting it. That, doesn't, that does not mean move on anything that knocks on your door. <laughs> okay? But it does mean the Lord's going to lead you and guide you, get confirmation, but things are changing right now. In Jesus' name, receive it. In the name of Jesus, multiplied increase. In the name of Jesus, <laughs> multiplied increase. In Jesus' name. Yes, and some more. More. In the name of Jesus, multiplied increase. Now, now see, that's financial. But that anointing is the same. You see, it's, it's shaking and coursing through you the same way it does for other prayer. That's the same anointing. God has an anointing to prosper us. It's who He is. In the name of Jesus, multiplied, increase. In the name of Jesus, multiplied, increase. In the name of Jesus, multiplied, increase. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name, multiplied, increase. In the name of Jesus, multiplied, increase. In Jesus' name. In the name of Jesus, multiplied, increase. In the name of Jesus, multiplied, increase. In Jesus' name. In the name of Jesus, multiplied, increase now. Now. In Jesus' name. In the name of Jesus. Multiplied increase be. In Jesus' name. Yep, I see it. Things will come to you financially easy. You'll understand them. You'll fall into them. People will say, you were just at the right place at the right time. Funny how it happened a hundred times. Ha <laughs> ha! So, in Jesus' name. In, multiplied increase now in Jesus' name. Multiplied increase now in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Multiplied increase now in Jesus' name. Now listen to me. I want you to be mindful at work. Okay? I saw something. I want you to be mindful at work. Devil had a plan to try and hurt you, and it's not going to happen. Amen. In the name of Jesus, we have supernatural protection. So you be wise. Be wise. Don't be don't be unwise. I'm not telling you be fearful. I'm just telling you be wise. Be smart. All right. You may see what I'm talking about. You may not, but I saw it in the spirit. Okay. Amen. In the name of Jesus, multiplied increase and protection. Whew. 
Protection of God in Jesus' name be. Amen. Amen. Glory to God. He's protecting you. He showed it to me so you never have, have a problem with it. It's not something to fear. He's showing you. He's cutting it off before it even happens. The devil formed a weapon. He just kicked the chair out from the devil. <laughs> in Jesus' name. <laughs> in Jesus' name. Multiplied increase. Is there anybody else? Did I miss anybody? Did I get you? In the name of Jesus, multiplied increase. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Do you have anything? If you do, before we're done, speak it. Just pray in the Holy Ghost. Get her a mic. Gadi kalani otoro frekini hamosoboromo dopreni edeke today. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Ooh, ooh, preni keraboso. Just go ahead and walk up there. It's coming to you. Baramoso. He won't let me leave it alone. Perekerebeiste. Haraboso. Don't limit the way the increase comes. It's not just what you've seen. It's not just what you've experienced. It's Him. We have, even in this church, we have the supernatural. Y'all are used to the supernatural. You're used to seeing it, experiencing it on a Sunday basis. It's not unusual for us. But don't limit it to what's been usual. Because even with the increase, he's looking to blow your minds. To expound upon reasoning and logic and everything else that we let hold us back. Increase is coming. This isn't something we're striving for. It's not something that might happen if you dot all the I's, cross all the T's, increase is coming. Don't hold it back thinking it's got to come in a certain way. It will not all come through the pastor. It will not all come through finances, through a job. Increase is coming, and it will come in unlikely ways. That increase is manifesting now, and multiplied increase is manifesting now. Now just say it with me. We believe. Say, I believe. I have received multiplied increase. I'm not waiting on it. It's in me now. I have it. Lord, I thank you for it. I forgive anybody I need to. And I have your increase. In Jesus' name. It's manifesting now. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Living in the overflow. Living in the overflow. Father, we praise you. We worship you. We worship you and we give you all the honor and the glory. In Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Who here is an ambassador? Right? We're an ambassador of Christ, which means we're ambassadors pointing people to the reality that God 
is an increaser. Amen? And as you go out today, you're increasing. Amen? All right, I just want to give you guys a couple quick announcements. Tomorrow, we're going to be streaming the service again. Uh, We're going to be premiering it. So if you want to be a part of that community again, I mean, if you're snowed in, what else are you going to do? You can watch you can watch this service again and receive that same anointing uh, doubly. So we want to encourage you. What? 10 a.m. Yep, at 10 a.m. we're going to be premiering that on YouTube and Facebook. So make sure you're a part of that. Also, we want to let you guys know we'll have Impact Tuesday uh, at 6 p.m. It's going to be awesome. Um, if you're not a part of Impact, come talk to one of us, and uh, we want you to be a part of it because that's another anointed anointed, anointed time of teaching where you'll grow exponentially just by being a part of Impact. So it's, it's well worth it. If you're not a part of it, we want to encourage you to, to, to be a part of it. Um, we also want to let you know Kickstart uh, 2022 is coming February 7th to the 11th. Brother Tracy is going to be here. Uh, we want to invite you guys to register today. We want everyone to register. That way, that way we know, know who's going to be here and on what nights. So if you go to boomerang or bclife.org slash ks, you can register today, okay? Um, that's bclife.org slash ks. Uh, Lead tw- 22 is also coming up. If you want to grow in your leadership skills, which we're all called to lead because th- leadership is discipleship, we want to invite you to be a part of that as well. That's going to be February 3rd through 5th at Agape Faith Church in Clemens. Uh, so we want to invite you to be a part of that as well. And then if you'd like more preaching and teaching like this, uh, we have the Lunch Plus broadcast every weekday at 11.30 a.m. We want to invite you to be a part of that as well. All right, but guys, we love you, and uh, we praise God for you. We're, man, it's going to be a good week. It's going to be a good year. It's going to be a good life. <laughs> amen, amen. Guys, it, honestly, this is what came to me. Like, you know, um, uh, what's his name? Uh, Optimus Prime. When he says, like, Autobots, roll out. <laughs> Ambassadors, roll out. Yeah. Amen.